My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ our Lord, it is good to be with you this morning. It is good to see all of you. And it is good to be seen by all of you. It means I'm still this side of the sod, which is always a good thing. There's something powerful about being seen. When I was a, a, a young boy, and I got together with my other cousin boys, and we were boys, my uncles would say sometimes when we got rowdy, fellas, I got my eye on you. I'm watching you. You know, you do one thing wrong and watch out. That's one way of seeing somebody. The other is say somebody's a scout is looking at someone to be uh, maybe on the next team. I've been watching you. I've had my eye on you. I've seen your potential. Even children like to be seen. I see you. I do it to my grandchildren. I see you. I see you. And they get all excited. It's nice to be acknowledged when we've been seen. Oh, I saw you over there. Or I saw you there. I saw your picture and what da 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 But there is another way to be seen as well. And we will get to the gospel, but first a story from a movie. There's a story about a young woman named Anne. And this takes place in the 17th century. And Anne had sisters. Her father was a baron. Wealthy family, but they fell on, they were overspending. They had to retrench. The father, the mother, the girls, except for Anne, were well-dressed, makeup, looking very nice. But Anne was very plain. Not quite a servant, but she just blended into the background. Almost just a second thought to whatever they did. But one day, Anne met a naval captain of a who had his own ship. And this captain was fetched with Anne. And Anne noticed the captain's admiration for her. And as the story progressed, Anne's countenance began to change. Suddenly, from just being a very plain blend in the background, she began to have an inner glow. Not from the makeup or change of dress, that really didn't change. But her whole being changed because she found herself being loved by someone else. Someone else saw her for the beauty that she was. And she began to glow by the end of the movie. And of course, the end ends in a, in a naval ship and she's with her husband as they go out to sea. And she's glowing. Because she had been seen by another with love as having value and worth and beauty. The power of being seen. Last Friday, 
at Vespers, pre-sanctified liturgy, we heard of the fall of Adam and Eve. And we saw what happens when one does not see. When Adam and Eve had eaten of the forbidden fruit, they hid themselves because they heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And God was looking for them. Where are you? In other words, I don't see you. I don't see you. He knew where they were. But I don't see you with the beauty and dignity and worth that you had that I gave you when I created you. Where are you? I don't see you. But with Christ, that would begin to change. In our gospel today, it takes place just after Andrew and Peter were called to be disciples. Jesus comes upon Philip and says, Philip, follow me, and Philip follows. There must have been something there that made a deep connection. Jesus saw him, and he responded. In a more profound way, Philip goes and finds Nathanael and says, We found the one of the law and the prophets that they spoke of, Jesus of Nazareth. And Philip says, well, Can anything good come from Nazareth? I'll be the judge, Philip is saying, of whether or not. I'll be the judge of whether he is or not, and I'll be the judge of whether I'm going to fall or not, follow or not. And so Philip goes. And when Jesus says, sees him, he says, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you the way I created you, the way I prepared you for this moment. Because I see your dignity, your worth, your value. And the mission I have prepared for you. In those words, Jesus was saying, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And from that time on, the apostles, because they had been seen by Christ, began to change and became fierce advocates for the gospel. The power of being seen. I had dinner one evening, we were talking about this very thing, the power of being seen, and the experience of one of their friends that had an experience of being seen by Christ. And not just be seen, recognizing the fact that you were seen. I am not a holy man. I am a sinner who's struggling 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just trying to get close to living the life of the gospel. But I had one experience that drives me to this day. And so I share that with you, just so you know, I know the experience of which I'm speaking. I'm not fabricating this. And Deacon Benjamin probably remembers the experience. It was my first year at the seminary. I was the deacon for that liturgy. It was the Thursday of Cheese Fair. And on Thursday of Cheese Fair, we hear a powerful story. 
We hear the story of Peter's betrayal. Peter denies Jesus once in Luke's gospel. Peter denies Jesus twice. Peter denies Jesus a third time. And the third time that he's speaking, the cock begins to crow. And the moment that the, he was speaking the third time and the cock began to crow, Jesus, it said, looked right at Peter. And Peter, remembering what Jesus said, wept. The moment I got to those words, I saw those eyes looking at me from the page. I mean, they were real brown eyes looking at me. That was what I perceived. But the point is, at that moment, I felt suddenly my sinfulness like I never experienced it before. But overpowering that was an overwhelming love that overcame that horrible feeling. I saw him looking at me, and I caught his gaze looking back. Peter had the same experience in the garden. When he denied Jesus the third time, he looked. He must have said the words that happened to glance at Jesus across the courtyard. And when the cock rode, he was ready and caught Jesus' gaze back at him. And he went out and wept bitterly. The power of being seen is transforming. We are going through our Lenten experiences trying to regain our awareness that we are being seen. Jesus is always looking at us. But we have lost our awareness of His gaze towards us. He is the lover desiring to be looking at his beloved and having the beloved looking back at him. And as we try to unclutter our lives, remove our propensities that turn us away from Christ, we begin to see him seeing us. Then our relationship with Him changes. We begin to change in countenance. We begin to grow in beauty and love in the likeness of the one who's looking at us. Some married couples, many of them, they tend to either look like each other or their mannerisms over time begin to be similar to each other because they're always looking at each other. And the same is with us in Christ. As we begin to perceive Him looking at us, we experience that love. And we begin to reciprocate by looking and gazing back at Him. Oh, the power of being seen. Jesus told Nathaniel, I saw you. Nathaniel recognized that he had been seen and it forever changed his life. 
It is our job to begin to prepare ourselves to become aware of being seen. Christ is always looking at us. Are we able yet to look back at Him?